You're listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel, Las Vegas. This is where real faith meets real change. Be sure to listen to us through Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Follow us on your favorite service to get instant notifications when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also check us out on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com to find out more about what PCLV is all about. With that being said, listen up, because here comes the word. Hallelujah. Turn around, amen. Why don't you greet a couple people before you sit down and say, amen, good to see you. Greet someone different. Don't just greet your family. Your kids, greet somebody different, amen, and go ahead and grab a seat. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God is good. I'm glad that you have come out, amen, as my son mentioned. I invite somebody. I'm pretty sure that somebody in your job, somebody in your neighborhood is looking for a place that they can just come and celebrate or be reminded of Jesus, amen. And so uh, people usually will come out during this time, so invite somebody. Take some of our flyers, amen, if you don't have flyers, and just invite somebody and say, you know what, if you have a place of worship, I'd like to invite you to our church, amen, for, for Easter, and let them come out, amen, let them experience God, amen, and at least let them know where we're at, amen, and let the God do the rest. Can somebody say amen? Hallelujah. Today is Palm Sunday, as you can see the palms, amen, that are here today, amen, I just cut them off the branches of my house, amen, and so I, hopefully I don't get picked, hallelujah, but today is Palm Sunday, amen, and so... I want you guys to come out and join us for, for a good Friday. Amen. It'll be this Friday. We're going to partake in communion. Amen. Be remembered. I'll take a remembrance of what he's done for us the day that he died for us. Amen. Let me tell you, if Friday didn't happen, then Sunday wouldn't happen. Friday had to happen. Amen. And so uh, come out and let's take a, a, a memory a tour back. Amen. As we get reminded of what he came to do for us. Amen. Uh, the final sacrifice, the perfect Lamb of God. For our sins, somebody say my sins, for our sins, amen, that through that, amen, of course, three days later, we know what happened, amen, he, he got up, hallelujah, Resurrection Sunday, amen, as the world knows it, Easter, busy week, amen, but a good week, amen, a holy week, but let's just take time to uh, glance back and, and, and let the world be reminded what Jesus came to do, amen, praise God, you know, I thank God for a president that brings that out, uh, he may not be the best president or speak the best, amen, but he still has Jesus, amen, and proclaims that, and so, amen, we got that, he cleans up the mess, amen, hallelujah, just like he does with us, amen, and so God is good and gracious, amen, so we can to pray for our nation and our world, amen. I want you to turn to the book of Mark, chapter 11, as we jump into today's message, amen, Mark, chapter 11, I'm going to be reading a, a few scriptures there, a passage of scripture from verses 1 through 10, Mark 11. 1 through 10. Praise the Lord. They'll be showing on the screen, but you got your Bibles, old, old-fashioned Bibles, amen. You can open that up, amen, and follow along, maybe highlight something. You can open up the Bible app as well, amen, make notes there, and all the scriptures are there as well, or uh, open up on your iPhone devices and things like that. But as you turn there, I'm going to go ahead and read that. <coughs> and the Word of God goes on to say like this, as they approach Jerusalem, came to Bethpage and Bethany, the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples saying to them, go, somebody say go, go to the village ahead of you, 
And as you enter it, you will find a coat tied there, which no one has ever written. Untie it and bring it here. Somebody say, bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you doing this? Say, the Lord needs it, and he'll send it back here shortly. And they went and they found a coat outside the streets tied to a doorway. As they untied it, some people standing there asked, what are you doing untying that coat? And they answered as Jesus told them to, and the people let them go. And when they brought the coat to Jesus, they threw their cloaks over it. He sat on it, and many people spread their cloaks on the road, while others spread branches that they cut in the fields. And those that went ahead of them and those that followed shouted, Hosanna. Somebody say, Hosanna. Hosanna, blessed he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the kingdom, coming kingdom of our father David. Hosanna in the highest. Amen. Uh, today I want to minister a message simply, Hosanna. Hosanna, amen. As we read this passage of Scripture here, this is a, a passage of Scripture where we find our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ days before the crucifixion. It was the beginning of the great Passover festival. Jews from all over the nation, the Roman Empire came for a week-long celebration in remembrance of the great exodus from, from Egypt. I remember that. They were in bondage, amen. God sends a deliverer, Moses, amen, to, uh, and goes out and, and Pharaoh lets the people go. And, and then we know the story as they exit out of Egypt, amen, going into the promised land. And so here's a great celebration of that. Here's a great remembrance of what God had did for them. And so it's a great celebration. It's a celebration for us. Come on. How many were you in your Egypt? Come on, whatever that may have been, uh, drugs, alcohol, whatever bondage of sin, whatever you were before Christ came into your life, there's times that we take back and remember, come on somebody, all that God has done for us. Come on, has He done anything good for you? Come on, are there any miracles in this place? Come on, any, anybody get exodus from your way of life or your past? Amen. It's a great celebration. And so here they are coming together for this week-long celebration. Amen. Uh, the Passover festival of, of the great exodus from Egypt. You see, many in the crowd heard or have seen Jesus before, the, before and what he was doing. And the word was out that, that he was going to show up at the temple day, uh, at the temple that day. That he was going to come there at the, at the festival. But he did not come on a horse, but he came gentle and peaceful on a donkey. In verses 8 and 9, or 8 through 10 that I just read, as we read there, it, it really shows that there's something great going on here. Something powerful is about to happen. It's very festive as the gathering of people are coming together. And it says in John chapter 12, verse 12 to 13 in the NIV, it says this, The next day the great crowd came, had come from the, uh, for the festival. They heard that Jesus was on His way to Jerusalem. So they took palm branches and, and they went out and, and to meet Him shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is He who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the King of Israel. So you see here, amen, uh, there's a part of history that's being fulfilled, amen. Uh, they hear that Jesus is on His way. They hear that, you know what, uh, Jesus is making His way. Uh, he's on a donkey. He's coming in and people are gone into the fields uh, cutting palm branches, amen. And they're waving them, amen, and saying, Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is He who comes into the name of the Lord. People are throwing uh, their clothes on the, on the streets, amen. Uh, they're throwing palm branches as He's coming in. 
We see here, church, that prophecy is starting to unfold. Prophecy of a hundred years ago, hundreds of years ago, now being fulfilled. It says in Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9, it says, Rejoice, O people of Zion. Shout in triumph, O people of Jerusalem. Look, your king is coming to you. He is righteous and victorious, yet he is humble, riding on a donkey. So we see this prophetic word that was more than 400 years ago now being fulfilled as this great triumph victory right here in Jerusalem today. We, can't, we have to understand today, church, that Jesus comes to save. Come on. I said Jesus comes to save. Hallelujah. Come on. You see, Jesus' promises, uh, His purpose was to save you and I. Hosanna in the Hebrew and the Greek means save. They were shouting praises of a Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. In Psalms 118.25, the New Living Translation says this, Please, Lord, please save us. Please, Lord, give us success. The following verse in 26 says this in the NIV, Blessed He who comes in the name of the Lord. So here is showing that Hosanna means save, please. Can you save us? But it also means thank you for salvation. From, so, so from a plea, we see save us. There's a shift from concern to confidence in verse 26 where it says, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. In Matthew chapter 1, 21 says this, and she, will give, and she will have a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So here as they're shouting that day, here is fulfilling prophecy of hundreds of years ago, and here we see it coming alive, and, and they're singing uh, Hosanna, they're saying, save us, Lord, uh, save me, amen. Uh, there's a plead out there, but when it goes to verse 26, there's a shift from going to a confidence that he is the one that's going to truly save us. Are you understanding? See, Jesus in the Greek comes from the word Joshua, which means the Lord saves. Paul says in 1 Timothy 1.15, Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners. That's us, folks. That's every single person in this place. Come on, we're all sinners and fall short of the glory of God. Amen. Come on, there's none righteous. No, not one. Amen. We're sinners. Saved by grace. He came into the world to save sinners. He came to save us from our infirmities. Come on, save us from our sickness the bondage of sin, amen. He came to, to heal the brokenhearted. Anybody here been healed? Hallelujah. Come on. He came to heal the brokenhearted. He came to set the captive free. Uh, he came to open the eyes of the blind, church. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Come on. We were all blind. And now we what? See. Uh, come on. We were all lame. And now we can walk. Amen. Uh, Jesus Christ came. Uh, and He came to fix the brokenness in our lives. Amen. Uh, all of us, uh, if we can really really admit it, we were all broken people. 
I don't know about you, but I was tore up. Hallelujah. But I came in, amen, and Jesus healed my broken heart. He healed my broken life, amen. This is why he came into the world, uh, was to save a sinner uh, just like me, uh, a sinner uh, just like you, amen. Uh, he came to set the captive free. Isaiah 53 verse 4 says, Surely he took up our infirmities and he carried our sorrows. 1 Peter 2.24 says, By his stripes we are... By, what? What? You got to shout it out, church. That's what they were doing that day, man. They were shouting. They were waving their palm branches, amen. They, they started to look and seeing, uh, man, this is what the Scriptures are, was talking about. Uh, we're seeing it for our eyes. We're seeing it right here firsthand. Uh, come on, we're not reading about it. We're actually seeing it unfold before us. The one that came to set us free. Singing, Hosanna, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Oh, a palm branch is pretty refreshing, isn't it? If you're hot. Right? Some of you guys have little palm branches in here. You can wave them, amen. There's a refreshment. This is what Christ came to do. They're, they're, the world at that time was saying, God's refreshing us. He's bringing something fresh. He's bringing something inside your life. For some of you guys, you've been so so just just clogged up, amen, so so just full of just hot air, hallelujah. Just full of all kinds of stuff, amen. That sometimes, you know, you just need a little refreshment. Come on, somebody. You just need something. You need God just to come and say, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to do something inside of you. I'm going to heal you, amen. I'm going to put your marriage back together. I'm going to. He's reminding you of the freshness of God. Luke chapter 4, 18 to 19 says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. This is Jesus Christ speaking right here. It's upon me. He's speaking of Himself. He said, because He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anybody fall in that category? Hallelujah. Come on, we are all there. And he came to proclaim liberty. See, Jesus here is quoting from Isaiah 61. If you go back there, you see the same scripture there. In Isaiah 61, though, it's speaking of the great deliverance of Israel from exile to, to Babylon in Babylon. This is a year of jubilee. This year, amen, this is where all debts are canceled. Come on, somebody. Wouldn't you like a jubilee year for us? Amen. Come on, that all your debt canceled. Hallelujah. Forgiving, gone. Amen. Well, this is what they're celebrating here. Amen. And so they're, they're leaving uh, uh, Israel. I mean, the deliverance from the exile of Babylon. Amen. Where they were in captivity. Amen. All the slaves are free. All the property is returned back to the original owners. The great time. But when they were released from Babylon... They were still, listen church, a conquered, oppressed people. So Isaiah 61 must have been speaking of the one that will fulfill that word. And we're seeing it right here in Luke, amen, of Jesus Christ. He was the one that was going to set them free. 
So when Jesus spoke it in Luke chapter 4, he announced it boldly. The scripture spoken that day was being fulfilled. Jesus was proclaiming himself as the one and the only one to bring the good news. Yet, during that time, people still wouldn't understand it. Why? Because he has not been crucified and resurrected. You've got to understand, church, this day of Palm Sunday, you've got to understand that Jesus came to save. I said he came to save. He came to save. He came to save us. And so in this passage of Scripture, miracles have been taking place. There's been miracles after miracles. The word is out that Jesus does this and Jesus did that. Amen. I mean, if they had Facebook back then, man, I wonder, man, how many followers will be following Jesus? Amen. I mean, I wonder, man, amen. I mean, I wonder if, 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 the, if the disciples, oh, there he goes again, film. Oh, post. <laughs> Come on, uh, man, I, I just imagine if they had uh, the technology we had today, how the word would get out. Yet, they didn't have it and the word was out. It was word of mouth, amen. It was testimony of what God was doing. Someone got touched in their family. Something got healed over there. Someone got healed over there. And also, people are hearing this. I mean, it's going out. Sometimes we don't even go out of these doors to invite somebody to Jesus. Come on, has he done anything good to you? Do you have some good news to share? To share? Yes, I am from L.A. Hallelujah. And my papa is para Chihuahua. Hallelujah. <laughs> that was Chihuahua there. My mom's from Texas. Amen. So some of that mom comes out of me too. Amen. So miracles are being taken place. See, you've got to understand, in this place of history, uh, he's in his third year of ministry. People are getting saved. He's performing miracle after miracle. There's been healing. Restoring of lives, demons being cast out, and listen, he's even raising the dead. <laughs> man, he's raising the dead. Imagine, amen, your tia Concha dead for two years, raised up. You go home and she's cooking something in the kitchen. Tia, you're back. Yep. <laughs> I met Jesus. Hallelujah. I mean, people are being raised from the dead. I mean, things are happening. Uh, here's one of the events. If you turn to Luke chapter 4. Verse 38 to 43, it says that Jesus left the synagogue and went to the home of Simon. Now Simon's mother-in-law was suffering from a high fever. And they asked Jesus to help her, so he bent over her and rebuked the fever, and it left her. She got up at once and began to wait on them. At sunset, the people brought to Jesus all kinds of various kinds of sickness, and laying his hands on each one of them, he healed them. So here it is, amen, the word is out. Just in that one event, she, that, that, the fever leaves her. She, she gets up, amen, she was bent over, amen, gets up, starts doing what she does, amen, gets, 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 starts serving them, and all of a sudden somebody from that room goes out and says, man, I just seen a miracle. And they go out, and so what they, what they do? Go bring all the sickies. Come on, fever, nose, let's go, come on, I got it, come on. I, I know a place, that I, I can take you somewhere that, that you can get healed. And so the, the word is being spread out that God is doing something powerful. 
And it says, moreover, demons came out of many people shouting, you are the Son of God. The enemy recognized him as the one, church. But he rebuked them and would not allow them to speak because they knew he was the Messiah. Why? Why did they know him? Because they were right there with him when he was in in the throne in heaven with his father. Remember, they got kicked out. The devil and the demons, one-third of the demons got kicked out. So they, they knew who Jesus was. They recognized him. Oh, man, this is the Son of God right here. He, re, he rebukes them to say, shh, don't speak, not time. So the word is out, Jesus saves. The word is out, Jesus heals. The word is out that Jesus came to set the captive free. In the book of John, chapter 9, verses 1 through 34, and I'm not going to read that, amen, but I'm going to talk about it. It talks about a story of a blind man born. He was born blind, this, this, this blind man, amen. The disciples asked Jesus in this part of Scripture, who sinned? This man? His parents? They were asking Jesus, what caused him to be blind? And Jesus says, none of that. He was born for a purpose, so that the power of God might be displayed in his life. And the story goes on to say that Jesus spits on the ground and he makes mud out of it, amen, rubs it in the eyes of the blind person, amen, the blind man, and for the very first time, he began to see. Hallelujah. Come on. We were once at that place, amen, where we couldn't see nothing but ourselves. Couldn't see nothing but problems that surround us. We were not able to see life. This guy was blinded, amen, and and here a miracle takes place. And yet another miracle opens the eyes of a man born blind. And it says in John chapter 9, verse 31 to 33, the New Living Translation says this, We know that God doesn't listen to sinners, but He is ready to hear those who worship Him and do His will. Ever since the world begun, no one was able to open the eyes of someone born blind. If this man was not from God, he could have not done it. So here is an acknowledgement, amen, that you know what? Another miracle takes place, but they have never seen anything like this. Someone born blind now seeing. I'm here to let you know that Jesus comes to heal. He comes to save, and He comes to heal. Say it with me. Save, healed. Save, this is what He came to do for us. Now, if we go back to the Scripture I started off in Mark, amen, go back to the, the victory celebration that they're going on right now. In the book of Mark chapter 11, we see that something powerful is happening here. Come on, there's shouts of joy that are being echoed through the town. The great crowd has come to see Jesus. Somebody say, Jesus. The one who opens the blinded eyes. The one who raises the dead. The one who can cast out demons. Amen. The one that sets the captive free. The one that saves. They come to see Him. And here He is riding on a donkey. And people are, are cutting the palm branches. They went out in the fields and cut them off. And they're waving them. And singing out, amen. And, and then they're throwing them. On the road as he's coming in, they're taking off their, their, their part of clothing on them and they're, they're throwing it on the, on, the, on, the, on the ground as he's coming into town. 
And Jesus enters the city, uh, and all those branches are waving up and down, and they're shouting uh, and singing, Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. I mean, you can just look at those few scriptures there, and you can sense it's a good day in Jerusalem, right? I mean, there is a party going on. Something is happening there. There's something about to happen. They're in anticipation. Is he, is he going to perform another miracle? What's going to happen here? And so every, there's an excitement in the air, and everybody's just, everyone's just happy, celebrating. They're seeing prophecy being fulfilled. You see, it's easy to celebrate when everything's going well. Come on, it's easy to celebrate when there's a party going on. It's easy to come to church where everybody's happy and mama's happy. Hallelujah. I mean, if mama's happy, we're okay. Come on, it's easy when everyone's flowing divinely. Come on, it's easy to sing when you just got paid, just got healed. Come on, it's easy to praise them after you got a raise on the job, amen, or, or you get a prayer that gets answered. Come on, it's easy to shout, thank you, Jesus. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. It's easy to say, Hosanna, when everything is well. How about when everything is not well? Come on, how about when you're going through that trial, that storm, will you continue to sing? Come on, some of you right now will say, sure, yeah, I, I, I think so. Come on, it's easy to say, yes, I will. Right now, when nothing's hitting your life, when, when everything's kind of flowing in your life, everything's good, your kids are good, everybody's good, amen. But these same people here in this story, the ones that were singing, shouting, stopped. These same people here at the celebration that were singing Hosanna in the highest, stopped. These same people that were throwing palm branches, singing, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, stopped. These same people, a few days later, will be shouting something else. And it wouldn't be Jesus or Barabbas. These same people who were shouting Hosanna in the highest, a few days later will be shouting crucify, crucify, crucify. Isn't that typical for Christians today? Come on, that when everything's flowing, when everything is good, we have no problem singing. We have no problem participating. We have no problem shouting or giving, amen, serving, coming to church, amen. But when things are not good and life throws you a curveball, come on, well. Well, no, that, that's reality there because we, we just, when things are not going well, we're not even shouting no more. Everybody's in their blues. You're not happy no more. Last Sunday, man, you shook my hand. This Sunday, eh. Last Sunday, you came in smiling. This Sunday, you used the frown. What? Last Sunday, man, you were, you were happy to see our, our, our ushers, amen, this Sunday. Where can I sit? Get out of my way. 
Last Sunday, you had no problem when, when a guest that never been to our church sat at your chair and said, praise the Lord, this Sunday, get out. You look underneath that chair, it has my name on it, up. You, I don't care. Last Sunday, you were waving the palm branches. Now you're saying crucify. God, what have you done for me lately? See, these people in one week, a few days, five days, change their tone, change their song, change their attitude. Palm branches, let it go. Come on. If things are not well, oh, that's a different story now. When the storms of life show up, when you're face to face with a situation, when you're still sick, come on, your marriage still has problems. Now you got back problems. Finances. You feel all alone. When you become so selfish in your ways that you complain that you don't have this or you don't have that. It's a different story, amen. Come on, we're not singing anymore. We don't even want to go to church. But you got to understand today, church, that Jesus died for that storm. Come on, he laid down his life for that situation. He died that you can change your selfish ways, amen. He made a way when there was no way, church. Come on, somebody. Yet at times, we're just like the people back there in that story, and you put Jesus back on the cross. You're not waving your palm branches. You're, you're just letting it drag on the floor. I mean, how can we forget how much God has done for us. I mean, every morning, I, I, make it a, I make it a point to thank the Lord for the day I got. I sit in my, my chair as I shared it before, amen, and, and I look out the, my, my front of the, uh, the window of my, uh, my dining room as I'm sitting there praying and reading the Word or, or just studying there, having coffee with Jesus, and I thank Him. I say, God, if you didn't step into my life, I wouldn't be sitting in this situation right now. Sometimes I think, man, where would I be without Christ? And then sometimes I say, man, I don't want to even think where I will be. Man, I don't know if I'd be alive. I know I wouldn't have my wife or a home, broken home. I don't know if I'd be, I don't know where I'd be. And I start to just thank Jesus. Just like the song we said, sang at the end. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The glory, the power. Come on, he turned our life around. Ooh, let me do that again. Hallelujah. That's what, that's what clean carpet does, amen? Last week, I would have went like this. God turns our life around. And we, and we, we how can we forget that. I mean, I, I really don't understand. And now I'm not saying I'm perfect and because I'm a backslider. I let that go. But I allow the enemy to lie to me. 
that took away the, the miracles that He's done in my life, that, that, that blinded me. I, I was blind. I was once blind. We become just like that, that, that man that was born blind. We become the same way when we lose God and lose sight. When we, when we stop thanking Him. Listen, church. It happens when you stop thanking Him. This happens when you stop doing what you need to do. It happens when you don't get into the Word of God and be reminded of all the good things that He's done in your life. When we stop doing what we need to do, you get blinded. And the enemy will come and sneak in and lie to you. So I, I make it a point to thank Him. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Turn my life around. Hallelujah. Man, I thank him for my wife. Got a good woman. Got a good woman. I said, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I know there's a lot of good women, but that's my good woman. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Point. Bink. Got to throw her in every once in a while. I get a point. Amen. Hallelujah. But I thank him. I thank him for my kids. I know where everyone's at. Thank him for my kids. Some of them... All right here. I got my grandkids here. Amen. Uh, come on. I'm praying for one more, but God has him. Hallelujah. Come on. I thank God that he's all right. Amen. Uh, he's not lost somewhere. Uh, I know where he's at. Thank God for my family, my wife. My, I thank God for you guys. I love it when you people come into the church and say, praise God. I hope they stay. <laughs> Let them stay, Lord. But after three times, we claim you. <laughs> You're on our tax receipts. We got you. Hallelujah. Thank you. And then I see, I get sad and, and I see people celebrating, singing Hosanna when God did something in their lives and all of a sudden walk away from God. Probably the most heartbreaking thing for a pastor is to see someone let go of the promises and the destiny of God in people's lives. It's a great celebration when they come home, but it's a sadness when they leave. God, they missed it. What happened? And being like me, I was backstreet for 10 years. You shut down. You don't listen to nobody. Man, you're angry. You're like, man, your pride comes up. But if I would just kept saying thank you every day, maybe I would have kept on going. But I thank God that he opened the way. Come on, he's married to the backslider. He comes after you. He leaves the 99 and came after you. I thank God for a God that loves us. The Father, he's the father of the prodigal son. He's there waiting for us for a celebration just like this. See, when you come home, you humble yourself. Listen, when you humble yourself and come back to the Lord, He throws a party for you. It's a great celebration. Now you're being, you're being, being changed. You're being, you repent. You turn away and you come back humble before the Lord and say, I've sinned, Father. It's like the prodigal son says, I've sinned before you and before God Almighty. Please let me come back home. The Father throws a celebration for us. It's on that robe of royalty around you. Gives you the ring. You belong to family. It throws you a big carne asada barbecue. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. That's the great part, amen. It's a celebration. Hallelujah. Come on, everyone that comes home, the great party.
great festival, just like this time here in Jerusalem. See, the people in our text were excited. You read Mark 11, they were excited. Come on, they were praising God. Praising God. They were recognizing. They recognized prophecy is being fulfilled right here before our very eyes. But they did not understand where Jesus' kingship would lead Him. The same crowd that shouted, crucify, when Jesus stood on trial just a few days later. And like those witnesses at Jesus' victory parade that day, we too have expectations, amen, what God, what we think God should do to make our lives better, to make them more safer or more enjoyable. But like those spectators that day, we can't wait to see our suffering stop. We can't wait to see injustice get corrected. We can't wait for prosperity to hit our lives or or Jesus to do some kind of miracle in us. But just like those people that day in Jerusalem, we have much to learn about Jesus' death and His resurrection. Listen, church. Don't let your personal desires get caught up in the celebration and the singing or we too, listen, will miss the true meaning of discipleship. That in our celebration and in our excitement, we have to remember that following Jesus, listen, listen, involves hardships, involves suffering, battles and storms. Oh my. Listen, it even involves death. See, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't look at that. We just look at the celebration. We look at God's going to bless me. God, this is what we expect. This, this, money. We don't, we don't know that this is attached to it. Come on, anybody gone through some hardships after Jesus? Anybody suffered after you got saved? Come on, everybody gone through some things, amen? Even when you gave your life to Jesus? Come on, these things follow. We've got to understand that following Jesus means we're going to involve the hardships. Involves those things up there of suffering and battles and storms and even death. People are dying for Jesus' sake today. You may not see it here in our backyard, but it's happening in the world today. Christians are being burnt, crucified. Things are happening back east, amen, that we don't see, amen. We got the luxury, amen, of the USA, amen. But these persecutions are happening today because they stand for Jesus. See, it's easy to say, woo! But will you die for Him? Will you lay down your life? Will you, right there, will they lay your head down, about to chop it out, to either deny Christ and live, or off with your head and die? What's your call? We don't, we don't know that following Jesus involves that. Think it's just a celebration and give your life to Jesus and everything is perfect. I'm here to tell you the truth, church. If you hang in there, there's paradise waits for you. Come on, there's going to be a great celebration through all this, church. Come on. As lamb, dinner we're going to have together. Actually, I got the seat next to Jesus, so nobody can take that one. Amen. I claimed it already. (laughs) 
Don't get caught up in the excitement celebration. Then you got to remember the hardship. No. My wife and I have gone through some hardships. You guys have gone through some hardships. Come on, this is not you get here. And ta-da! You've been open to church. Hardships. <laughs> Suffering. Pain. Even death. It happens in the church. Come on. We go through this. It's part of life. But we can't exempt those things. But are you going to sing and shout Hosanna no matter what hits your life? Look what Matthew chapter 10, 34 says in the Message Bible. This is Jesus speaking. He says, don't think I've come to make your life cozy. <laughs> come on. Don't think you, I've come to make your life cozy. I've come to cut and cut through those cozy domestic arrangements and free you up for God. I didn't come to make your life comfortable. I didn't come to make your life, amen, that you know what, you, you got it, amen, just, just sit right there, you're going to get into heaven, and that's it. No, he said, I didn't come to make your life comfortable. I didn't come to massage you. I didn't come to, you know what, give your life to me and you never have to suffer again. I didn't come to do these things. I've come to cut through those things. I've come to make your life uncomfortable. Listen, church, serving God is not always going to be a party. Come on, church. But we should be praising God like it is. In my storm, amen, we're still singing. Come on, in our battles, I'm still singing. Come on, because I know my God, amen. Because he did it again before, he'll do it again right now, he'll do it again tomorrow, amen. You got to hold on because God comes through. He does every single time, church. The storms of life sometimes come to our lives to test us, sometimes to see where you really are. Come on, are you real? Are you memorex? I don't know. If some of you guys are too old for that, amen. But, you know, are we fake, amen? Are we just in it for the good things? Or are we willing to suffer with him through the bad things? Trials build us, church. They build us. I've learned how to walk with God because of trials. I learned how to walk in darkness because of trials. I learned to hold on to God in darkness even when I can't hear his voice because of these things that hit my life. Because at the end of it, he's always there waiting for me. Come on, just like David. David was running. Saul was out to kill him. And he runs and he hid himself in a cave, amen. But it was in that cave, church, that David found God. It was in that cave that, that God started to work on David. It was in that cave, amen, that, that God started to do something in David's life. Because after all that, when he came out, he came out as a king. He went in running for his life and came out as a king, church. We come out, church, higher if we hang on, somebody. Somebody say, hang on. I don't know about you, but as I said, I'm going to sing no matter what I face. Come on. Come on, we, we just sing. Come on, we all have these devices, playlists, all the good things that Jesus has done for your life. Some of you guys have to revisit some of those old songs that you got excited for. I'm an old Ron Carnoli fan, amen. Going out to the high places. Tear down the kingdom of darkness. Hallelujah. Come on, those, those kind of songs excite me. 
You got any old songs that you like? When's the last time you played that? Oh, man, the devices in our cars now, boop, 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 Bluetooth, beep, boom, it's on your sound system right there. Man, you can have a party in your car. Driving to work, amen. You can have a party in your house, amen. When's the last time you blasted some worship music at your house? Woo, thank you, Jesus. Come on, hallelujah, uh-uh. Come on, we got to have that uh-uh spirit, amen. Just like Sister Sarah said right now, uh-uh. I ain't going to get sad today, uh-uh. I'm not going to listen to the doctor's book, uh-uh, man. Uh, come on, uh, we're going to get through this, you know what? Uh-uh, I got a bill, uh-uh. Don't, don't throw it away like that. You got to take care of the bill, amen. <laughs> Pastor said, uh-uh, I'm throwing all the bills away, hallelujah. I didn't say that, amen. It's uh-uh. It's uh-uh. Listen, it's uh-uh. I'm not going to let that stop me from praising God. My God will come through. We will get through this. Come on, you didn't come all this far. He didn't save you just to dump you, church. He's going to be there. I'm here to let you know he is committed to you. He is committed. If he committed all the way to the cross, he's still committed today, even through his resurrection. My God's committed to me. That's my back. I know it. You know it? That's my back. He's always there. Man, I love the, I love the ways that sometimes, you know what, I'm going through a storm, and sometimes all of us lose a little faith, right? Right? Come on, come on, come on. You, oh, you guys are all super Christians now. I mean, I must be doing an excellent job preaching here. Amen. Hallelujah. But I'm, I'm confessing. There's times, that, you know, I, doubt comes in. comes for a very short time, but it does come in and hit me. I like how the Holy Spirit always just comes behind me. And I feel his hand like this. And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> if I had a hair like Robert, he'd do this. It's all right, son. It's all right, mijo. It's all right, mijo. I just feel, I feel his touch. Feel the reminder, because that's all it really takes is a touch sometimes. Say, oh, man, God, why, why am I complaining? Why am I singing this songs of blues when you have been so, so faithful to me? And it takes just a reminder, church. Allowing the Holy Spirit just to remind you, and he puts his hand on you and says, you know what, it's going to be okay. Sometimes he uses a person to remind you. Sometimes he... Uses somebody to send you a text at the right time. You think, thank you, thank you, bro, thank you, sis. No, it's God to put it in their hearts to tell you, thank you, Jesus. Thank you that they responded. God uses people. Say, God uses people. So we got to be sensitive, especially in the times that we're living today. We have to be sensitive. And God's telling you to do something to someone is because they need it. And God says, go remind them I love them. Go remind them it's going to be okay. Go remind them don't stop serving. Keep serving. Go remind them keep coming. Keep giving. Go remind them the storm will pass. Every storm passes, church. I was reading on Facebook, as I was texting, and Evangelist Renee 
who lives in Chicago, was filming. He goes, snow again, bro. Because <laughs> I'm sick and tired of the snow. Last week, 70 degrees. I mean, they had the worst wi- uh, winter back east. And so it's just been cold, storm, sickness. He was all happy last week. And this week he was like, it's back. So I text him back and said, bro, the storm will pass. Amen. The storm will pass. For some of you, God's telling you, your storm's going to pass. Your storm will pass. Don't try to figure out God. That's the problem with most of us. They're trying to figure out when you're going to do it, how it's going to happen. You don't need to know all the details. Just be still and know that I am God. Be still. It's going to be okay. Take a deep breath. Come on, relax. Most of you guys are walking like this. Take a deep breath. Breathe. You'll be okay. You're holding your breath like you're going to get God's attention. I'm going to hold my breath, God. You're going to move. He goes, I'll see you in a few minutes then. <laughs> Trust God. You don't need to end your life. Let me tell you, suicide don't just hit the world. Suicide comes into the church. See, the devil will lie to you. Tell you to end your life and not to trust God. Not to be still. And I don't know why I'm saying this. God's telling you right now, be still and know it's God. Your life is valuable. I don't care how what, what you think where your life is at and what other people are saying, to God, you are valuable. You are valuable. You, there's a plan. There's a purpose for you. Come here. I'm, I'm listen, I'm, you got to listen, beloved. Someone here needs to hear that you are valuable. God loves you. He made you. God doesn't make junk. God loves you. I'm sick and tired of the devil coming into the church and punking his people. You need to stand on the promises of God and be reminded that on this Palm Sunday, man, you got to sing Hosanna in the midst of your trial, in the midst of your storm, in the midst of what you're going through, and trust God and know that He's going to come through as He comes through time and time again. You just need to hold on. There's a devil that's lying to you. And if you buy his lie, you buy into a death. Because his message is kill, still destroy. That is his message. That is his gospel. But he says, I've come to give you life, Jesus, more abundantly. He died on the cross for you. Hallelujah. Come on, sing Hosanna. I'm going to sing Hosanna in the midst of my trouble. I'm going to sing and praise him no matter what hits my life. In 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 10, we'll get ready to close here. This is Paul speaking. Paul understood persecution. Paul was a man that was indebted to God, gave his life to the Lord, crucified his flesh every single day, admitted his faults. Here's a man that that, that went through some storms and battles, amen. We we complain about our little, little trials, amen. Walk in the footsteps of Paul. And Paul says this, that's why I take pleasure in my weakness and in insult and hardships and persecution and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then 
I am strong. Hallelujah. It's through those moments that you cannot do it in your willpower. These are the moments you're going to have to learn to be still in God. It's in our weaknesses that we know that we're strong if God is in it. I said if God is in it. God has to be in it. As I close today, this is my second close. You're counting. Got four more, maybe five more to go. Amen. Hallelujah. Hang on, amen. Don't, 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 don't start putting your money in your pocket and getting your keys and hold on, amen. I'll just play. <laughs> we celebrate, listen, this this Palm Sunday, we are celebrating, we're reminded of all the miracles that God has done in our lives. We can't forget them, church. We cannot forget what God has done in our lives. You know, you look back and it's, it's just, it's a miracle. We're a miracle. I'm a miracle. You're a miracle. We are miracles, man. When you look back, I said, man, God, you're, we're miracles. I cannot forget what you've done in my life. But sometimes we have to take a walk down memory lane and be reminded of how good God is. You got to go back and say, man, God, you are so good. Why, why am I complaining? Why am I murmuring? Why am I, why am I becoming like the children of Israel? That I forgot all the things that you've done. We have to appreciate and keep praising Him. Keep shouting, Hosanna to it all, church. When we sing Hosanna, we acknowledge Jesus' ultimate sacrifice. Good Friday, which means what it means to all of us and all mankind. Mankind. <laughs> you guys didn't catch that, or sometimes you did. I got to clean it up, man. <laughs> but it's, 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 it's a message for the world, not just for the Christian church. We got to forget. You can't forget that we we're part of the world one time. Oh, you can't separate our sinners. No, we're, we're part of that. We're reminded of what he's done for our lives. We're here to give hope to those that don't have it. So you can have what I have. Praise the Lord. So that's, that means that I'm done. I get that's it. That's, no more closes. Amen. Oh, we all stand up. I'm serious. <laughs> 